0: Brothers and sisters, this is the Book of John, the podcast companion to my writings and ravings on Substack. And now, please turn in your books to Chapter 3. Mom and Con. In this lovely business of show where I work, there are quite often sporadic patches of, shall we say, forced vacations. Every show has to eventually come to an end some for a brief while, some forever. But end they must, and when they do, you say goodbye to the people you've spent so much work time with, hope to work together again, keep me in mind for the next one. In the old days, I'd clean out my office and haul my shit home and have an hour-long drive to decompress and consider. Nowadays, i turn off the jump or the zoom, walk the ten paces to my living room, and watch TV for two weeks. It's a little less maudlin', a little more anticlimactic. We in the biz call it hiatus. It's gentler-sounding than unemployed. I would use the word hiatus when I was telling my parents about my space between jobs. They asked what the difference is between hiatus and unemployed. I told them hiatus assumes you'll be working again. In the case of TV shows with multiple seasons, it was reasonable to assume there might be more gold at the end of the hiatus rainbow. It wasn't much reassurance, but it gave my mom the little nugget of hope that she needed not to worry too much about me. So I'm on hiatus. It's a bit dry in the old entertainment biz at the moment. The first day of my hiatus, I slept in. It was all that I dreamed of and more. I spent the second day of my hiatus doing laundry and watching Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. I never seem to remember this, but whenever I watch any Star Trek, from the original series up to about Star Trek IV, I always end up thinking about my mom. It's practically Pavlovian, especially with Khan, which I believe was one of her favorite movies. I didn't know my mom was a Star Trek fan until I was like 8 or 10 years old, And they started airing repeats of the original series on Sunday nights. She thought I might enjoy it, so I tried to watch it with her. As I've said before, I thought I was a sci fi kid, and I figured watching and enjoying Trek was my responsibility. But it was so unlike my beloved Star Wars, I could never maintain interest. Not enough lightsabers or shooting, I suppose. I liked the ones where they time traveled, or went to planets where they dressed like gangsters, but mostly, I didn't get it. I asked Mom why she dug the show. And she said she loved the relationships between the three leads, Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. She especially loved it when Spock and McCoy would fight. She grooved on things like that, people who seemed worlds apart, who could agree on nothing, who bickered constantly, but deep down loved and respected each other. Maybe there was more to it. Kirk's first name was Jim, same as her father. I know whenever anyone calls him Jim in the movies, I think of my grandfather. He and my grandmother also used to bicker like Spock and McCoy. Then again, maybe my mom just liked the phasers and the transporters and the moral quandaries. Even back then, I knew how rarefied it was for a lady of her age to admit to liking Star Trek in the 80s. Baby boomers were not down with people who liked Star Trek, comics, toys, any of that. Drinking too much and beating your kids, well, that was just fine, but don't you dare say you like cartoons. That would slowly change for Star Trek as the movies got more popular, but until then... It was just another lovely quirk that made up the ball of contradictions that was me dear mum. Side note, she also loved the original TV series of The Fugitive, and that one I was more into because once I saw it, I immediately recognized it was where they'd stolen the plot of the Incredible Hulk TV show. I was also fascinated with the show because it was the only show I knew of up till then that had an ending. Like in the last episode, I mean, spoiler alert for a 50-year-old show, but Kimball finally caught up with the one-armed man and got the justice he deserved. No TV show that I knew of ever had a last episode that wrapped things up. Today, it's more rare not to wrap things up. But back then, if your show ended, well, too fucking bad. You'll just have to guess how your hero got out of the mess they were in. Oh, but I was talking about Star Trek. So, okay, the show is on in reruns. Great. Mom's happy. Then the original movie comes out, Star Trek the motion picture. And I don't know when she saw it, but whenever she did, she wasn't blown away by it. But when Wrath of Khan came out, it was a different story. She adored it and watched it several times when it was on cable, which is where I caught it with her. I liked it better than the TV show because it had more shooting in it. Still no lightsabers, though. Gene Roddenberry himself apparently didn't like it because it was too militaristic or some shit. But he can suck it because my fucking mom said it was the best one. So that's the end of the story. Thank you very much. She also really liked Star Trek for the voyage home. The one with the whales. I don't know that it ever replaced Khan, but she did love it. And it's a great memory for me because we actually went to the movie theater as a family to see it, which was pretty rarefied in those days. Okay, so my mom loves Star Trek too. I mean, she also loves Psycho, The Godfather, any number of great movies. Why don't I think of her when I watch those? I mean, I sometimes do, but not the same way. Khan hits me in the heart more than the others. Part of it, I can't explain. It's just tied to her, and that's the fact. My brain can't explain it. My heart doesn't even try. It just feels that same tug every time. And I never remember it's going to happen when I sit down to watch. This time, the only reason I was watching it was because I had to fold the damn laundry and wanted to watch something I'd be able to pause and stop and start and abandon if the need arose, and I just bought the 4K Blu-ray Star Trek set. So you'd think it would at least ping my memory a little bit. But no, all I think about is, oh man, Ricardo Montalban is a fucking pimp in this movie. Fuck all the haters who think he's over the top. I love it. He's perfection. Aw, dude, Shatner was 50 when they made this movie. Fuck, dude, I'm 50. I so relate. And all that falter all. Never once when I slide the physical disc into the player do I think, Okay, bruh, get ready for the heartache that comes with watching this movie. And then, somewhere after the Kobayashi Maru, when Khan appears and recognizes Chekhov, though even I know they were never seen together in the original series, and somewhere around the time they stuff killer worms in their ears and take over their brains, I get a stabbing in the heart. The memory of watching it with my mom. Perhaps the two are related. Worms wrap around Chekhov's brain, memories punch me in mine. Scared the shit out of me as a lad, I'll tell you that. So maybe that's what does it. Emotionality linked to memory. Anyway, from there on out, as I watch Kirk gloomily get his ass kicked and watch him dodge death yet again, all I can think about is the smile on my mom's face when she watched or talked about the movie. Dude, I watched Terms of Endearment with this woman and bawled my fucking eyes out, but I remember that with less clarity than watching Kirk and Spock say their goodbyes. I mean, keep in mind, I didn't give two flying shits about Star Trek. At the time, I thought this movie was okay. I certainly didn't lose my shit over it the way I would in later years after I got older and saw it a few more times, including once in a movie theater, and finally understood what all the hype was about. I mean, I barely got through the the worm-in-the-ear bit once when I was a kid let alone repeat viewings. But something about the way my mom talked about it stuck with me. The aging Enterprise crew, the Kirk-Spock friendship. Maybe it was seeing in my mom the same sort of fascination that I had for Star Wars or comics. I don't know. I flipped these things around in my brain to try and figure out the connection. Nothing feels exactly right. Like my mom, I never got too terribly deep into what came after Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. I've seen most of the movies, enjoyed many of them, and I've seen some of the shows, but they just don't spark the same joy. I enjoy every episode of Next Gen I've ever watched, but I haven't watched terribly many. I watched a whole season of Deep Space Nine. I don't remember a thing about that. I tried to watch Enterprise. I'm looking forward to the day I sit down and binge season three of Picard, having seen neither of the two seasons preceding it, but it'll be different, and I'm really down with that. I kind of like hitting this point in life and realizing that my particular love of a thing is tied to my parents. For my dad, it was always The Muppet Show. That wasn't a mystery even while it was happening. So when I got to work briefly for the Jim Henson Company a few years ago, it blew my heart and mind wide open. But Mom, Mom Gets Con, a sci-fi movie about aging, life, death, rebirth, revenge, and one of the best space fights in all the Trek movies. Now, if you don't know me personally, and you haven't guessed by now, my parents have both been gone for over a decade. My father passed in 2013, and I'm sure one day I'll tell you all about him. My mom passed in the summer of 2008 after fighting cancer for less than a year. I probably need not say it was a hard time. She fought as hard as she could, but the cancer was insidious, and it was unfortunately a losing battle from the start. I was lucky, though. My family didn't leave things unsaid. I'm not one of those kids who had to wonder if their parents really loved them. If anything, I was goddamn spoiled about it. I was able to take their love and pride in me for granted, and thank Christ I never had to learn what it's like for your own parents not to think much of you. I've met plenty of people who lived that life, and I do not envy them. I love and miss them both, and while the loving never stops, the missing hits me in weird bursts. I'll go for a while without thinking much about them directly. Every so often I'll have a dream with them in it, and it won't seem weird for them to be there, and then I'll wake and wonder why they showed up that particular night. But the missing comes at odd times, usually when I least expect it, and who'd have thunk it would have been when I watched Star Trek of all things. So, now that I've taken pains to write it down and say it out loud, I wonder if I'll think differently of it from now on. I wonder if I'll take it off the shelf and think twice before watching it, knowing i'll remember mom when i do i mean it's not like it's a great danger i only watch it every few years and when i do it's usually like this impromptu off the cuff just one of those comfort movies like rounders or shattered glass yeah those are my warm blankets i could not tell you why but now we have injected the heisenberg uncertainty principle just by musing about it trying to put a name to it i've changed the experience and that's fine i kind of love knowing that my enjoyment of star trek is tied almost directly to my mom Thank you, friends and neighbors, for joining me for the Book of John. You can reach me at johnpatricknelson at substack.com or at the Book of John podcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget that there's sunrise service this Sunday at 5 a.m. I'll see you next time.